Hi, welcome to Functionally Fit 5 Minutes. I'm Jen Rice, and today we're talking about a functional medicine approach to acne. And acne is something that I've treated uh, almost 16 years now as a PA in dermatology. And what's been great to learn in my journey uh, through functional medicine is that there's there's more than just antibiotics available or antibiotic creams or you know the, mo the most common things like benzoyl peroxide and salicylic acid there's actually more to there's more to it than that and what we once thought was or what I once thought was something you just you know the more medicine you throw at something the better it gets isn't always true right so because we're each so uniquely different and at the time of recording this quick five minute segment it is during a COVID-19 pandemic, and many people are wearing masks uh, for more hours of the day than they care to, for sure. But um, that being said, they are experiencing more acne. Um, this is all ages, both male and female, and we are seeing more and more of this like maskne or hormonal acne or just acne coming up from irritation. And I wanted to focus on the fact that you know, the most common visit to a dermatology office is something like acne. I mean, up to five, after up to 50 million Americans are seen annually for an acne condition, and 85% of people between the ages of 12 and 24 experience at least some kind of minor acne or, or breakouts. But as I was saying earlier, the um, the use of masks and sometimes with our changing, you know, nutritional, the, the, the amount of nutrition that's in our foods and the way we're taking care of ourselves as we get older, we're seeing more and more adults with this sort of or, uh, late onset hormonal activity. And that has been affecting about 15% of adult females. So when we look at the way that we treat acne in conventional practice or allopathic medicine, there's often, you know, pretty much a standard of care, which is developed by the American Academy of Dermatology and, and followed by many of us where, you know, it's a mild, moderate or severe acne. And based on the type of acne the person has is what prescriptions will be written. There might be some conversations about diet or, uh, you know, eliminating some things, but, but maybe not as much as, as we'd like to see, or definitely not as much as I've, I've started to have in the, in the past few years, I've definitely brought this up in conversation more so. So standard treatments include things like benzoyl peroxide wash, sulfur washes, topical vitamin A's. When you're in the moderate acne, you may be given a topical antibiotic plus an oral antibiotic, uh, the topical vitamin A. There's also now topical dapsone and hormone control, such as, you know, birth control, OCPs, or even spironolactone for women. And so with severe acne, a lot of people will come in and ask about isotretinoin, sometimes known as Accutane, that was the branded name, oral antibiotics, those kind of things used for... Uh, used for the more severe acne, that deep kind of cystic acne. But there are many people asking for things beyond 
the pharmaceutical medicines. And when this conversation comes up, I'm excited to talk about it because I think that we can empower patients to look outside the prescriptions for better outcomes with their acne. One thing is probiotics and probiotics that have been catching on and become more and more familiar over the last several years. And more people are talking about the gut microbiome and how gut health is very much linked to how well our, how, how healthy our skin is, how healthy our joints are, how healthy our, um, you know, chronic diseases are, um, having great gut health can, and healing our gut can, can definitely improve our overall health. And I've been super passionate about gut health for three years now, ever since I had my own issues in health and gut healing was pivotal to that improvement. Other things that people can take are multivitamin, vitamin C, zinc, omega-3. So omega-3 fatty acids are important to take because often our standard American diet is heavy in omega-6. So that's in a lot of the, you know, a lot of the foods that are eat that are eaten and processed. We might have a lot more omega-6 in our diet, but not enough omega-3. So getting that good uh, fish oil type of option. And if you're not into eating fish, the omega-3 supplementation can be helpful. And then vitamin A supplementation, which is normally found in most multivitamins on the market. And you don't have to necessarily take vitamin A separately. And then I want to just circle back for a minute to nutrient-rich foods and eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, I'm not saying that someone with acne must go on an elimination or anti-inflammatory diet in order to get rid of their acne. But if they are wanting to do something beyond prescription medications, topical or oral, then eating a lower inflammatory diet can really reset your gut and set you up for better success in kind of getting through this, this breakout time and this hormone fluctuation that's going on because it's all interconnected, right? Inflammation isn't just happening in one place. Inflammation is happening one place and then cascading in other places. So removing dairy or at least significantly lowering dairy. There's so many options on the market now other than cow's milk and cow dairy. Removing gluten lowering sugar, and eating a low glycemic index food menu. So it's not saying you cannot eat fruits. It's saying that you want to look for low glycemic foods, foods that are um, going to get you the nutrients you need without all the extra junk. And one thing interesting about zinc in particular, zinc can be found definitely in a supplement, but it can be found through foods like kefir, yogurt, lamb, pumpkin seeds, chicken. And there have been studies recently that there's a correlation between low zinc levels and the severity of that person's acne. We've heard a lot about zinc with COVID-19 and it, it, it has been shown that when people are supplementing with zinc, they tend to have you know, maybe a less vulnerability and certainly a better outcome by moving those zinc levels up. And, you know, giving, giving patients, and I think all of us in general, an active role in our treatment plan is really empowering. And, and this creates a 
sort of a, a, a domino effect of the more that we have impact over our daily choices and we're making conscious decisions. This is good for me. This is helping me. I'm not eating this because it doesn't serve me. I'm going to eat this because this is going to help my skin. That is going to improve your, not only your overall health, but your mental health about the, um, about the feelings that you have around acne, which can cause a lot of anxiety, lack of confidence. Last thing I want to mention is the Google supplement. Um, and that is G-U-G-G-U-L supplement. And in a study that outperformed 500 milligrams of tetracycline, a well-known uh, acne antibiotic, although we don't use tetracycline anymore, it's more minocycline or doxycycline, but even taking 25 milligrams of this supplement twice daily for three months resulted in a reduction of acne. Now, when I was doing the reading on this, it's more in the Ayurvedic, Ayur I can never say that correctly, but medicine, the holistic medicine that they've been practicing for years and years in Asia and India, um, basically participants had less acne relapses. But before starting any sort of supplement, you want to make sure to run this by your primary care doctor or healthcare team and, you know, just be sure there isn't anything or any reason that, that you should not be taking this. And I hope you've enjoyed this five-minute segment, and we'll be back for more. Have a great day.